0: TheWellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. What if number two? So, what if number one was what if our social life is more important than our nutrition for our longevity? What if? Because when we go to Ikaria, there's a lot of hiking There's not one metre of flat land that we can find except for your rooms. It's the only flat land. What if our movement was bigger than our nutrition for our longevity? You go to these cultures, it's walking. Why drive when you can walk? That's what they are. Why drive when you can walk? In Australia, why walk when you can drive? Seriously. So we go hiking, we walk to, we live in a little village called Nas, We go to uh, Armenistes, We go on the goat track. It takes about, what, An hour. Yep, yeah. if that, we get an ice cream, we sit down, we look at the ocean, and we don't get an Uber. We walk back, you know, and you've had a great time, you're having good chats, you stop by a Mulberry Tree, you get dirty hands, you have some mulberries, and you know, two or three hours later, but you've had a great time, you've done great physical movement, you've had some ice cream, and you're happy. Here's why this is important because exercise or movement will actually solve one of the biggest problems we have in Australia. We'll go halfway to it. Dementia, the amount of money we spend in Australia on dementia is equivalent to Jamaica's gross domestic product. And for those of you a bit like me that don't really care about what those financial terms mean, the gross domestic product is every single dollar that every single person in a country spends, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. And in Jamaica, they spend all of the money they spend every year is how much you and I spend just on one disease in Australia, dementia. But if we were moving a bit more regularly, we would banish almost half of dementia. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of Professor Michael Woodward, who was the head of Alzheimer's Australia, which is now called Dementia Australia. Here we go. Listen to this. Listen to this. Episode 42 of our podcast, 100 Not Out. We know that we can probably present 42% of all dementia if everybody in society was sufficiently physically active. That's a pretty powerful intervention. That's a big intervention. do, Do you know how simple that is? So... Sufficient physical activity, embarrassingly, is 30 minutes a day. we live in a culture where I don't have time to exercise. Well, if we don't have time to exercise, we're a flip of the coin to have a lot of time for dementia. <laughs> and death to diagnosis diagnosis to death, Leanne, do you know what it is, is it? Eight years. Eight years. That's that's three and a half thousand days because we don't have time to exercise. Like we've got to address this. You go to cultures, they, wouldn't, they don't call it exercise by the way. They just move, it's just built into their lifestyle. We don't do that, we don't make our lives harder, we make our lives easier. Here's the other thing with dementia prevention, according to Professor Woodward, when we can, all, we can also reduce our risk of dementia if we keep our brain active and keep socially engaged. Now that's not doing Sudoku and crosswords, yes that's good, but that doesn't really like get you out of bed in the morning. So Catherine's biggest challenge right now is she's a retired principal. She has to work out what's going to get her out of bed in the morning. It used to be school. Now it's got to be something else. We go through these chapter-changing moments in our lives where we almost have to redefine our life. Sometimes it's every seven years. Sometimes it's every 14, 28, 35 years. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. This is the thing. It's not Sudoku and crosswords. It's inspiration. That's going to get your brain active because when you're doing work that you love, whether it's being with the grandkids or helping out at the local church, making coffees for people that need it, whatever it is. It's going to keep your brain active and social engagement. All right. I'm going to skip this because I'm going to talk, but I'm going to talk about this because this is the thing that just... We have another major issue in Australia that no one ever talks about and it's high cholesterol and it's high blood pressure and it's what we do with it. A 21-year study found that people who were obese in middle age, which is the other problem were twice as likely to develop dementia when they got old as those who were of normal weight. Now, here's the thing. For those who also had high cholesterol and high blood pressure in middle age, the risk of dementia was six times higher. Now, here's why this is such a problem. Because high cholesterol and high blood pressure is painless. So, imagine if you went to the doctor, obese, middle age, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and the doctor said, hello, you have mini dementia. You are six times higher right now to develop dementia. What would you like to do about it? Would you like to change your lifestyle, lose weight, get active, get social, get inspired and create an exceptional life or would you like to have these pills that will just control it? Now the thing is, sadly, given human nature, a lot of people will take the pills. What I'm challenging you on is when you take, not saying when you take the pills, if You don't move, and if you are obese, and if you have high blood pressure and high cholesterol, and so on, the research, the data is showing you might be playing a little bit of Russian roulette with your end of life. So, this is not a game for excuses. Don't take my word for it. Sister Madonna Buddha started running when she was 48. She's called the Iron Nun. She's the oldest woman on the planet to complete an Ironman triathlon. Any Ironman triathlons, triathletes in the room? Anyone want to tell me what it is? How long is the swim? 3.8. How long is the bike ride? 180 180 k's. How long is the run? 42. (laughs) 42. 0.2. Don't forget the 0.2. She did it at age 84. Jan Smith, a psychologist from Melbourne, decided to climb Everest and just scaled the top on her 68th birthday and became the oldest Western woman on the planet to scale Everest. Ruth Frith um, uh, was winning World Masters Athletics Gold Medals at age 101. Now, if you think this is a joke and I'm making this up, you can listen to all interviews with those three women on 100 Not Out, no excuses. Now, here's a little bio hack that you can do. Um, If you can walk one mile, which is 1.6 Ks, in under 17 minutes, you can expect a good six years of life. This is for an 80 year old, so you wanna be able to test this out. When you're 30 or 40 or 50, no, no, no. You want to test this out? I did this with Adele. She goes on her. It's a bit sadistic. She calls it her dementia walks, where she. Oh no! Sorry, I've outed you. Okay. You could call it something like physical vitality walks or something. But anyway, dementia. You're like me, very yeah, pain-based. Um, go for a walk. It's not as easy as it sounds to walk a mile in 17 minutes. Do it regularly when you're 30, 30 and a half, 31, 32, and a half, keep on measuring. Because I promise you, we just start walking more slowly and slowly. And what do people say as you get older, Bob? You should slow down. Bollocks! You should speed up. Go faster. All right. Hillary took this literally. Hillary came to Ikaria. This is her. This is Hillary with her two boys, Hamish and Giles. Now, a bit of a sad story. Hillary's husband died of a brain uh, tumor, um, and. Uh, They were going on a big European family holiday and uh, he died. So Hillary brought, after Peter died, Hillary brought Hamish and Giles to Ikaria back in 2016. They had the most magical time, incredible time. Hillary saw how much walking was going on over there. Hillary realised that instead of driving to work, uh, she lives in WA, she would start walking to work. She lives seven kilometres from her workplace and if it gets uh, tiring, she just gets a tram or a bus home. Like if she, if she doesn't want to walk home, seven kilometres. And she called the other day after we talked about her on a podcast to say that she still does it. This was in 2016. So maybe, again, as I said, era in these cultures, we are we live such logical, controlled, left-brain, straight-line, linear lives now that some of this stuff is probably going, that just, just doesn't make any sense. But that's why I say the insights that you have, I don't necessarily want them to make sense. I want them to pull on your heartstrings, on your heart and soul so that you go, hold on a minute. Maybe instead of slaving over exercise, maybe I'm going to do what I love and just think about how do I love to move? Some of you here love to dance. Some of you here love to play table tennis or maybe it's just me. Some of you here love cricket like Damo. Damo loves golf. He doesn't consider it Exercise, even though you walk how many Ks when you play golf? Or do you get the buggy? now? you so want I'm to get the 10 or 12, depending, 10 or 12, depending 12. on how well you're hitting them. That way, that way. <laughs> yeah. So when you move in ways that you love, you don't call it exercise. When you're 18 going out clubbing with your friends, you don't go, I'm going to go burn 700 calories and dance all night at 4 in the morning, do a few other things and maybe come home at 7 in the morning. But no, you actually just get out and move your body. So what are you doing? Because maybe you've transitioned to exercise, but maybe you need to go back and do like Yanni does. If Yanni wants to, so this is Yanni, where we stay in Nas. we're down here, this is the village of Nas. Now our host, her name is Thaya and Ilya, and Yanni is their uncle. And I've showed a few photos of Yanni so far. If he wants to go and say hi, to his niece and nephew and his family, and the whole village of Nars is related. Ikatia is an island of 8,000 people, around 80 villages, population 100 people per village. So the good old, it takes a village to raise a child and everyone knows everyone. That's exactly how it works in Nars, and they're all related. They're all second cousins, third cousins, aunties, and uncles, and nieces and nephews. If he wants to see anyone, he's got to walk down this no oh step <laughs> steps all the way down there. And if they want to go shopping because Demetrios's mini-mart is just there, They've got to walk down there to go and get whatever they're going to get. Now, it's movement. It's not exercise. So Icaria embodies this holistic approach to life. <laughs> Again, the, um, uh, what's your surname? You're from Sicily? Your surname? No, your last names. Lidoni. The Ladoni family from Sicily, they live this. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to get up and go, right, am I doing what I love and loving what I do? Am I doing my 30 minutes of sufficient exercise to prevent 42% likelihood of dementia? Am I hanging around people that I love? Um, what am I eating today? You know, my family. They don't have to think about any of that. It's built into their lifestyle. The thing is in Australia, again, I call them the exceptionals, there are people that build this into their lifestyle. But to, at the beginning we often have to consciously create it because sadly, we don't have a lot of mentors for how to age gracefully. We have some, but they're scattered. So, Ikaria Effortly embodies this. Please don't laugh at the next little bit, but the way that they embody it is through their festival called a Panagheti. Here's why, watch this. Don't laugh. They're dancing, right, they're moving. Now look at the age of the people on the dance floor. Are they saying, I can't dance because I'm too old? Look at there's food, they're eating, right? They're around people that they love. They're social, there's family. So, I'm just going to quickly. It's hilarious because I'm never in those videos because I hate that. Stuff. <laughs> so, I'm just about those videos of Marcus that go. He loves it. So, so, spirit, it's all on the name day of the church in the local village. So, there's a lot of spirit there. Wealth, right? All of the money raised goes to either beautifying a part of the village or helping out a family in need. So, it's very much got a commercial element to it. <laughs> Um, growth, well, again, you got to learn how to dance. So I think that, that's a lot of fun. Growth, I call fun. Family, obviously, all their families are going. Nutrition, we'll talk about that in a minute, of course. Social life, of course. Movement, yes. And it's inspiring. They feel connected to their life. And it's all over a six, eight, ten, depending on how long you stay, hour adventure. So it's immersive. So movement over exercise. My nana, my beautiful nana had a great garden. Gardening is the number one movement for longevity. That's Patty Jones. Yep, She's an 85-year-old that loves to dance. Um, It could be dancing at the Panagheti. You could be picking strawberries. What I'm saying is it's movement over exercise. Exercise is great, but even if you love exercise, you would still call it movement because you love it. For most people, exercise is a chore. Movement is a choice. So I want you to consider. Damo's the best gardener going around. You should have seen him showing me his garden today. He just loves it. So do movement that you love. All right, last one for me before I hand over to Damo. What if there are cultures who do this innately rather than mechanistically? Again, European cultures, some Asian cultures, they do this innately. It's just in their blood. We are kind of doing it mechanistically to begin with until it becomes a habit because we're learning how it works. Now, first off, let's have a quick trip to Ikaria. First things first, um, Small island, 255 square kilometers, 8,000 people, 80% less dementia in Ikaria, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease. Their animal protein is goat, fresh fish, and calamari. Damien's going to talk about um, food in a minute, but Mediterranean diets aren't Mediterranean diets. And as you heard Thayer, our host, say earlier, they do not have one vegan on the island um, who is a local. There might be vegans travelling there. They have these beautiful curative hot springs. This is Eng. 76-year-old 76 76 year Eng came with us this year. These hot springs uh, in Therma are millennia old. Eng can't swim. Damon's like, Eng, hop on my back and I'll take you over to the hot springs. What a legend. It's like watching Baywatch 100-odd hour on <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Um, Again, not much flat land as I've described. The people are beautiful. Again, there is something about cultures. Again, we know people. You, you might have a neighbour, Betty, down the road. She's 102. They're just really good people. There's not very many bitter and twisted centenarians. Adamo calls a demo course, is often survival of the kindest. There's a real thing with longevity. They're just really nice people. It's quite confronting for our attendees when they go, the people here are just not too nice. They're just so nice. It's a bit difficult to comprehend. They have emotional safety from their community. So that spills over. We often say we don't want people feeling like um, tourists when they're with us. We want them to feel like they're a part of the community. And the more they engage with the locals, if you watch the Blue Zone series, you'll see Vaso. Again, Vaso is Thaya's auntie because everyone's related. Um, or we might go to Marika's. Uh, we might see Suli, the fisherman, who's in his 90s and he's still on the boat. Um, we got Yanni and Ilya. We're up at the up at the farm there. They're just very nice people. But Ikaria is not efficient. You cannot check your emails in Ikaria. You cannot get Wi-Fi. You cannot pay wages to your team unless you go to another village that actually has technology. They don't have efficiencies. Are they effective? Well, that's a question, isn't it? So they don't have a Thermomix. I haven't seen a blender. Have we seen a blender? to make their nespressos, (laughs) to make their frappes. Um, But they don't do efficiency very well. They don't care for it. They cut by hand. They ask you to take the aphids off the wild greens before they cook them, but you don't wash them in some efficient wash. You take them off by hand. It's effective but not efficient. They're into biodynamics. They don't call it biodynamics, but... They all um, farm biodynamically. Um, they stomp on the wine, on the grapes. When we go there in grape season, we go into that big, what's that big thing called? We go in there and stomp on the grapes as they're preparing it to harvest. We have a lot of fun. Love it, love oh. it. I've got heaps of photos. Yeah, now. and can't swim. Yeah, you jumped in the water. You've already seen that. All There's right. Proof. But you can probably that see That is there, divine, Ian. Well done. We don't have water that clear in Australia. It's a clean environment. Food. I'll let Domo talk about the food, but it's off the charts. The honey, off the charts. The herbs. When we can, we go and uh, we go and we last time we were there, or not 2023, 2019, we went into the fields and we got mint. Peppermint. 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 Yeah. I'm like, that's not rosemary, because we've done rosemary and peppermint. We got mint and then we distilled it and took home our own peppermint essential oil. They are massive into herbs. Herbal teas. Now, I'm just going to show one video to dispel the plant-based, and again, I'm not a vegan basher, I was a vegan for seven years, so I'm definitely not a vegan basher, but this is a panegetti. We've ordered the food. When you hear people saying you should never eat meat, when you go to this island where people forget to die and you order, this is what you get. All right, we've got a tray full. There he is. We've got a heap. We've got a heap. Now we're just going to make our way through the paniquiti to our table. Whoa, goat, liver, wine, chips, bread, tzatziki, music, can't wait. So, liver, goat, tzatziki, hot chips. They love their hot chips. They love their hot chips. All right. Um, There is one thing that I haven't told you about, though. It's probably going to blow up the whole conversation. Who here loves their food? Massive foodie, all right. This is alarming. Get ready for it. It's, you know, it is, it is quite amazing. As you, we walked through um, a cavern the other day, and it was beautiful as we walked for four hours. And I looked around, and I became quite fearful for, uh, for the Ukrainians. And I don't know if I've shared this with you before, Marcus. But uh, I was very fearful for the Icarians because what I realised as I was walking through this cavern, which was filled with you know beautiful wildlife and lizards and frogs and um, and and you know trees and olive oil and, and all this sort of stuff, is I didn't anywhere see a coconut plant, and uh, and I was really worried for the Icarians because I started to think well, if if the Icarians are living to a hundred and plus years old and they haven't had any coconut, then we've really cut their life short by, um, by not introducing them to the coconut plant because they haven't been able to cook with coconut flour, they haven't had coconut water, they haven't had coconut oil, they haven't had uh, medium-chain triglycerides, they haven't had, you know, all these many things that have come from the coconut tree that are all part of the paleo lifestyle. These poor people in the career, they haven't had it. So, Where did you get that? <laughs> oh, I use it all the time. Um, you can have it. I'll give it to you. Um, So this is where we get a little bit cheeky because, again, we're a little bit jaded these days at how fad-like nutrition has become. And, again, Damo will talk more about this. Um, But I want you to be very mindful. Like um, Longevity cultures ruffle your feathers because they show you things that you might not be doing in your life. Uh, They show you behaviours that you might not be behaving in your life. Whether that's as a parent, whether that's as an individual, whether that's as a sibling, whether that's as a nephew, whether that's as a son, it confronts you in so many ways. One of the confrontations is definitely around food. Um, because again, and Damo will talk about it, but gluten, you know. Um gluten something a lot, who he's been gluten-free or is gluten-free? You know, and they're all having gluten over there. So it's confronting. All right. Um, can you everyone stand up for a minute? We've been sitting for a while. We're going to go for a little trip to Sardinia. We've got to wake up, well, the way we do it. We wake up in Icaria. We get the little plane to Athens. Now we depart Athens. Go this way for me. Stretch to that side. We've got to leave Athens. All right. All right, then we've got to fly to Rome. That way, we to fly to Rome. All right, then we've got to leave Rome. Go got to leave Rome. All right, and then we got to fly up and up and up and up. And then we're eventually going to get to Sardinia, go that way, the way, the way, alright, okay, sit back down, that's it, that's it, because it's a bit of a travel day for people that, uh, for people that are crazy enough to come to both of these places with us, we do it all in one hit because it's so far away, so it's 20 days uh, when we do this, now we did this, just Damo and I, um, this year, we did it in five days, so we did it all in double speed, should have seen how fast the plane went. Um, and <laughs> so you should have seen Domo's driving. That's another story. <laughs> um, oh, how, how's this one? Look how I find it in a toilet. Hey! Anyway, but the thing about Sardinia is it's so different. It's a hundred times bigger in landmass than Icaria. So the whole island of Icaria, it's the same. We kind of dominate a third of the island, but we don't have to go to other parts because. What you see is what you get you kind of know. In Sardinia, it's so different. So when we do this trip, you're in three or four different accommodations. I call it more of an adventure whereas in uh, Icaria, it's more of you're in one town for 10 days and by then you feel like it's home, all right? So Sardinia, it's curiosity, one of its curiosities, um, male to female centenarianism. Around the world, it's five to one, women win. In Sardinia, it's one to one, right? Right? Lots of people, 1.6 million people. Um, so a bigger island means more diversity in culture. So many dialects, you know, the north doesn't speak to the south, the east doesn't speak to the west. They can't understand each other. Um, the terrain is different. They have these mountains called the Insane Mountains. Um, their main animal protein is lamb, seafood, goat, horse and dairy. Now, I'm not going to do this because, Damo, you've got a bit of Sardinian Indian food in yours? Yeah. Um, but I want you all to consider that, um, and again, Damo will talk about this, Mediterranean diets are Mediterranean diets. We were having a chat about this earlier. We can't get so mono with our food. Look to your ancestry like Sardinia does. Have a great respect for their ancestry. And the thing about Sardinia is it is, it, I don't want to say it's more beautiful, but because it's bigger, there's more diversity. There's more, the assault on the senses is greater because you go into more places and you hike for, what was it, two hours or something? to get here and then you go down the steps and you're having the most beautiful beach experience ever. But it's very undulating. That's one thing that's common to both of them. So a couple of things. Um, The shepherds have walked Sardinia forever. They no longer walk. But here's the other thing. Sardinians are very keen to tell everyone they are not a plant-based community. They are nose to tail. They are very passionate about their food. Um, They have a real determination to protect their culture. I think a lot of Europeans have this as well, but they have a fierce determination to protect their culture. They're worried about the effect of technology on uh, their culture and the dissipation of it. So the people that we hang around with in Sardinia are extremely passionate people. Evo, our host, is a passionate. And a quick little factoid, because this bothers me, cattle get such a bad name in food, but when you go to Icardia in Sardinia, well, you see some wild uh, cow in uh, Sardinia. But it's too hilly for livestock to actually survive. There's no way that it would happen. When you go there, you realise. But a lot of longevity or plant-based longevity people talk about cows being the you know, rubbish. It's not the truth. It's just that it doesn't, doesn't um, have the, the terrain for it. All right, last point by me, and I'm handing over to Damon. This is Judy. Judy was crazy enough to come to Ikaria with us for the second time uh, in 2023. Now, Judy has not blood on her hands, she has mulberry juice on her hands because we went that walk on the goat track to Armaniste's and she went nuts on the mulberry tree. But when Judy came to Icaria the first time uh, in 2018, she was raging vegan and then she put up a goat's milk ice cream in one of her vegan Facebook groups and she got digitally, what do you call it, trolled, cancelled. How dare you have a goat's milk ice cream on my watch in my vegan Facebook group. <laughs> and uh, it was her undoing. She came to an event that I run in Byron Bay in October, that, and the quiz that you just did, Judy came in with a score of 42 out of 80, which is honestly not that flash. It's a mediocre at its heart, because it's 5 out of 10 for 8 areas of life, on average. And she said, my spirit is literally broken. Michelle was there, there's a photo of Michelle there. Um, she said, my spirit is literally broken. Her spirit score... Was zero out of ten. I've never in my life had someone. I've had that quiz filled out thousands of times. I've never had someone do a zero, and um, I, I, I couldn't believe it. But she told us things and, and, and so on. Anyway, she came to Ikaria this year, and not only did she come to Ikaria, she stayed there by herself for what four weeks after we all left, um, and but she still filled out the quiz because um, she went to Therma, which actually has a bit of internet, and she could fill out the quiz. And I, it's just a Google sheet so I can see it. And she was 80 out of 80. And for three weeks after she came back, 80 out of 80. Now, I'm pretty sadistic. I'm pain-based. I was trying to break her. I was like, but Judy, what about this? And Judy, what about that? And what about this in your family and that in your business? She's like, no, I control how I am to all And she was 80 out of 80. Now, it wasn't Ikaria... That made it. It was Judy, right? So Adele was saying earlier, it's not me that helps you change. You're the one that does work, right? But what I want you to consider is what type of experiences are you having in your life that can give you profound shifts? Because we live in a very distracted community where we don't really make the space for ourselves for profound shifts anymore. Life's too busy and fast and distracted and everything. Even we find it hard when we get there, it's slow, you know, Michelle said to me one I she's like, I couldn't handle it, Katie, Marcus, it's too slow. Like, it's slow. If you consider coming, it is confronting. It's really, Sandra's coming next to you. She's like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? It's really confronting. But on the flip side, as I said to someone earlier here, it either sucks you in or it spits you out. On a confronting, profound shift in your life, I question when you look at things like this and you see the smile on Judy's face as she's having a photo with, Eng and Mariana and Alice, and you see her under the waterfall at Angels Falls with Damo, um, and you see just, just having a special time. Again, for those of you that watch the Blue Zone series, you'll see Judy's having water out of Vasa or the spring down at Vaso's home. Like this, getting back to nature, being in community, being around people that we love, having a dining table with great food where you can talk about the problems of your life and just get back to having a real basic human experience. It's not dinner in front of the TV, having Uber Eats after a day of work that you can't stand, next to a partner that you really are challenged by and all of these things. This is what I'm really challenging you on. It's not just about your diet. It's not just about your bank balance. It's not just about your career. It's an all-of-life approach. And I want to just say to you, if you do anything tonight, please live with this philosophy that we can't get away with it. You can't get away with being great even in seven areas of life and become bitter and twisted in your family. It can't be great at all areas of your life and be broke. Then you can't do anything whilst you're living in Australia. But I want you all to consider this. Am I doing everything I can to live my exceptional life in all eight areas of life, or am I settling for mediocrity in some of the key areas of life? As I leave you with that, may the rest of your life be the best of your life, and give it up for Dr. (laughs) Damien Christophe!